number 10. We made it to double figures. Yay. How exciting. Yay. <laughs> now the cheers you can hear in the background is the wonderful Sam Butcher and also Chris Graham, who are from Canny Advisory. Welcome, guys. Thanks, Roxy. Thanks, Roxy. My first so, time on Chatable, so oh, well, I know, I know. It took ten episodes, yes. but we're finally dating. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, guys, we just must um, just point out before we go any further that anything that we say today, any um, anything specific, we don't give specific advice, and that it's all general in nature. And obviously, if you need to know more, then you really do need to see um, an advisor or or check with somebody independently of this advice. Definitely. So that's uh, yeah. just so that we know we're all on the same page. Thank you. Um, now, Sam, look, it's wonderful to have you both on here. And you just mentioned it's your first time on. How about each of you, but you first, Sam, just give us a quick overview of you and your quals and your your role at yep. the Penny Group. Thanks. Um, so I've been a financial advisor now for over 20 years. Um, and I joined the Canny Group well, over a year ago now, um, and my my role here is to build and lead the advisory team, and we want it. We want to um, obviously get because you know there's lots of clients with Canny and lots of clients out there in the outside world. We our aim is to try and um, provide advice to as many of those clients as we can. Um, I've got a. Uh, Bachelor of Commerce, majoring in financial planning. I'm also a qualified teacher and I used to do that before I changed career. So I, I do find I sometimes I still draw on those skills. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, personally, I'm married with three daughters, two teenagers, one nearly a teenager. Oh, um, so they keep me busy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's a bit stressful. <laughs> no, I love them. But no, that's me. What about you, Chris? Yeah, so I joined Canny Group, uh, the advisory team last year, uh, working closely with Sam and our other advisor, Helen. Um, so I've just finished uni uh, with a Bachelor of Business, uh, majoring in financial planning um, and working with Sam to help her clients implement all of the advice we do for them. Um, and over the next year, I'll be able to uh, become a financial advisor with Canny Group. You know, it's interesting. And, you know, before we get into some nuts and bolts, um, with all of the changes in the Banking Royal Commission and all of the things that came out of that, I think one of the great things that did come out is that financial advisors actually need to be qualified. They need mm. to really understand the regulations, their roles. Um, they need to be give give proper advice and it be open and transparent in their dealings. And I'm sure you guys would say that that means it's there's a lot less cowboys out there and a lot more people who truly do care about the future of their clients and giving them the best advice. Yeah, I've actually embraced those changes. I think um, they're a long time coming. Um, we've, we've been wanting to make our industry a more professional, to be seen as more professional in the public eye for a long time. And I think uh, this was the first step in doing that. So, and uh, unfortunately, well, fortunately, unfortunately, um, a lot of advisors have left the industry over the last couple of years because they don't meet those education requirements. But um, you're right, uh, under these new laws, um, as a result, primarily as a result of the financial, uh, the Royal Commission rather, um, 
we are now, you know, we're now bound by law to do the right thing. And, and unfortunately there were some cowboys out there in the past who didn't. So I would, I would honestly expect those to be, you know, phased out if you like. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, one thing I really wanted to talk to you about now, I, clearly I don't look it, but I am in that sort of stage of my life that really I should start thinking about what retirement might look like for me and maybe even more to the point what I want my retirement to look like. Can you sort of just give us a bit of an idea of the type of work you do with people like me? So retirees... Um, as we as we call those people not that are just a, you know that you're the his age group that you're not quite in yet um, <laughs> um, stop laughing so, Chris <laughs> oh sorry Roxy <laughs> um, so I, I work in that space that that's actually my um, my specialty if you like that's where I feel most comfortable and and a lot of my clients are actually retirees what do I talk about with them? I talk about a number of things. Um, obviously their primary concerns are, you know, how long is my money going to last? How much money do I need? Can I retire now? Do I have to wait? You know, I get those questions a lot. Um, but there's other things to factor in, you know, there's your mental health, your physical health, all those things actually come into play um, as well as your financial health. And I think people get hung up on this, they have this age in their head, oh, I'm 65, you know, uh, that means I've got to retire. It means, you know, I, it used to be the age that I could get Centrelink. Now, well, now that's 67. So it's becoming 67, this golden number that people are fixated by. But uh, for me personally, there's a lot more to it than that. Um, and it comes down to um, what you actually want out of retirement. Some people, some clients of mine, Honestly, this is a quote from a client just this week. Um, my husband will die at work. So in other words, he has no intention of ever retiring because if he did, that probably would kill him. Mm. You know, he'd be, he, he just needs to keep working and that's okay. And others can't retire soon enough because they've got grand plans of traveling all around the world. Um, everybody's different. Um, and I think it comes down to individual goals um, specific to the individual, to be honest. Chris, when you look at the work that Sam's doing with um, retirees, um, does it, because you're, you know, you're a young guy, does it make you realise the importance of younger people taking their, their, I suppose, their, their financial planning a little bit more seriously? Yeah, absolutely, Roxy. Um, you know, one thing that we see a lot um, is clients that are so close to their retirement, especially now with the way that the, the world is, that they're really worried about uh, how they will retire and what retirement looks like for them. And sometimes they will say to us, you know, I wish I looked at this when I was in my 40s or my 30s. I wish I put a plan in place, you know, when I started working to really think about the kind of retirement lifestyle um, that I'd want to live. And that's one thing that we always say, no matter how old you are, um, having a good plan in place um, can really help um, even if you don't realize it at the time when you are 60 and looking at retiring in the next five years um, it makes all the difference absolutely by the time you get there chris you won't be allowed to retire until you're 90. That's, yeah, that's... Out there. you'll live till you're 120 so that's okay <laughs> that's right let's keep putting the age up yep absolutely <laughs> 
So you mentioned, Chris mentioned briefly there, Sam, around, you know, the, the, the world as it is at the moment, and we're referring to the COVID-19 world. That must be really a bit frightening for people who yeah. might have been considering retiring because I know all of us have had impacts on our super. Of course. Um, and, I, and I don't, um, you know, I take it quite seriously because um, people in that age group, you know, they've already been through the recession in the 90s. And then, of course, we've, they've all seen the, the GFC, the global financial crisis mm. in, you know, 2008. Um, but they, and, and so they're hearing the word recession now. Oh, we're heading into recession. So they panic and they go, oh, we're doomed. But we have to remember that those um, recessions were very different to the one that we're heading into now. For example, you know, the one in the, I won't bore you with um, a, a history lesson, but um, the one in the 90s was due to, you know, increased levels of debt and high inflation, high interest rates, um, compared to the, you know, the GFC was brought on by actually the reverse, lower interest rates, and that actually caused or generated some people to get um, irresponsible with their lending choices. Um, this one now, you know, it's primarily due to a, pan a, a pandemic, you know, a, an external source to the market. So the, the markets themselves, um, you know, th there's things that are affecting them. Don't get me wrong. There's Donald Trump and other, you know, <laughs> the China trade wars. There's always, there's always something. But um, this recession um, is very different to the other ones that these retirees would have seen. So um, notwithstanding that, it's still, as you said, just in your question there, everyone's superannuation has been affected. Mm. So if you were planning on retiring now, you know, for anyone really, but particularly those who are planning on retiring or who have just entered retirement, um, you know, it's a really, it's a really crucial time to be reviewing your investment strategy, um, you know, considering the amount of income that you require in retirement. Can you, you know, because as we move into retirement, our superannuation suddenly, it's job changes because while we're working and accumulating, our superannuation's job, if you like, is to grow mm. um, and we want it to make money. As we move into retirement, its primary job, its primary focus changes to, you know, producing you an income. So, so providing you a retirement income stream um, and your investment strategy should reflect that. Now, again, at the moment, our superannuation's taken a hit. Um, we do need to factor that in and, and it might mean that some people need to reconsider A, their timing of retirement. Do they delay it if they can? You know, it may not be a choice. They, it might mm. be forced upon them. Yeah. Um, and if so, you know, as I said, as I mentioned before, can they perhaps consider, you know, the amount of income that they require? Can they p potentially just take a bit less than what they were planning on? I don't know. There's a few things to consider. Well, you know the positives, because I always like to be positive, mm -hmm. Chris. That's something you'll learn about me. Sam already knows that. Um, the positive is you can't travel overseas anyway. That's if it. that was going to be part of your plans, you can't, so you can save that money. It's a good silver lining. It's a great silver lining. <laughs> and in fact, even if you're in Victoria, you can't even go to your grey nomad and travel no outside the state. Nope. So. Nope. You, you may as well just stay at home. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Clients are actually doing that. Um, we've had clients in here this week who are doing exactly that. Um, their plans in retirement include extensive travel. And because that's been 
you know, if that, that option's been taken away from them, they're actually choosing to remain working for at least the next 12 months or so. Right, wow. And people are actually doing that. So they're, they're responding to those changes. You know, yeah. another interesting thing, um, and I'm not sure that we'll necessarily know this now, and maybe I need to catch up with you guys in a, in a year, or well, hopefully before then, but to ask this question, have, has it changed the way people, this pandemic and, and us all getting, having a bit of a reality check, has it changed the way that people are looking at retirement, do you think? Oh, that look, I'm we're still living in it. So it might yeah. be hard, you know, I might be able to answer that differently once we, you know, when you have the benefit of, of reflection. But I think so. My, my gut mm -hmm. answer is I think so. Um, because people it's forcing people to take more of a active interest in their investments. So whether it's superannuation or money in the bank or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think it is actually. And that's mm. for me that's actually a positive because yeah. um it's it's forcing them to actually take stock and you know take an as I said a keen interest in what in what's going on with their finances. Yeah, that's awesome. It'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. Now, when I sort of think of retirement, I guess that I've really only got um my parents to look at but like you know my dad retired then my then he passed away and then my mum you know she was sort of in retirement she went into a retirement village she um sort of lived alive and then ended up in you know the nursing home she got the discount card she did all like is that retirement or is it looking different now no well okay so we're all that's a good question um for some people it is yes um, for others who, and I'm, this is becoming more, this kind of shift, there is a bit of a shift more and more of late where people are retiring, not necessarily younger, but they're retiring before they, before they, before their body starts to oh, let them down. So they're, yeah. so, so they're retiring while they're still fit. Um, and, you know, retirement for a lot of people now is a lot more active and it not, doesn't necessarily, some people want to travel the world, that's great. Others are happy to buy that caravan and travel around Australia, that's great. Other people are, you know, wanting to take more of an active role in the care of their grandchildren, for example. Of course, yeah. Um, volunteering. Um, and they, so they're doing this while they're still physically capable. So retirement now, it's not so much more about, um, well, I've stopped work, I'll just, you know, um, not necessarily stay at home, but you know, it's a quiet time for me to be in the garden and, and mm. that's all okay. And that's for some people that's still fine, but I'm, I, there is more of a shift, I think for people to be a bit more active in that probably that first 10 years or so of retirement mm. um, until they get to their mid seventies, for example. And then, you know, their bodies start to just say, well, it's time to slow down. Um, yes, I, can, it does. I can back that up too, because I think my grandma has a better social life than I do sometimes. <laughs> she's, out. <laughs> she's out all the time. Yeah. So it is definitely, yeah, reflecting. You can see, you can see how people have a totally different um, view on, on what retirement looks like for them. Well, I guess that as we are all different, that's, you know, there's, there shouldn't be a cookie cutter kind that's, of, well, this is retirement, isn't. there you go. It really depends isn't. on that's right. who you are. And if you're like Chris's grandma, who's a social butterfly, she's, <laughs> she's living her best life. That's right. That's right. 
And, you know, I've got clients who are really more than happy. Um, their income needs are minimal. They are very happy with just the simple things in life. They're happy to be mm -hmm. healthy um, and be around their family. And that's okay for them too. You know, as you said, it takes, there's not, we're not a cookie cut, you know, we don't, we're not a sausage factory. Yeah. Um, and we're all different with different needs and wants. And I think that's something that's really important for people to understand is that, um, you know, particularly you guys, I mean, I know how Canny Group is about pretty much everything that you do, but it is very client-centred. You, yeah. you put your client at the heart of everything and then it it evolves out of that. It's not like, oh, well, you're, you're you know, you're the same as everybody else, so here it is. So I think that's, that's right. really important for people to understand. Now, I'll put this one to you, Chris. Like, what are some of the questions that um, you see? And, and maybe, and the reason why I think it's interesting to get your take on this is because Sam's been doing this for a number of years, so she'll be quite used to the questions that come up from retirees or people interested in planning for their retirement. What are some of the things that you've noticed them asking about? Yeah, great question. One of the main questions that we get is, how much do I need in retirement? And, and how long is that going to last? Because, um, you know, you do get to that point where you, you're looking at your balances, you're paying a lot more attention to um, what you have in super and, and how long you can stretch that across your retirement. Um, and so one of the things that Sam gets really excited about, I've noticed uh, when <laughs> clients come in, <laughs> is the first thing is just to say, you need to have a look at what does it cost to run your life? What does it cost to run oh, your household yeah. and get a, get a budget? And they can be very boring and onerous, but it's really empowering when you can actually see all of your expenses and outgoings and your income. And you can say, yeah, okay, this is, this is what I need to fund the lifestyle that I want. Um, and then from there, we can really look at, okay, well, if you do this over um, your retirement, over the next 15, 20, 25 years, whatever that period of time is, this is what it will look like. Um, and oh, then yeah. in combination with that, we can start to play around with, well, when will you need to look at um, accessing government entitlements to help supplement that? Um, and that all comes around lifestyle. So uh, someone's needs in retirement um, who maybe does want to hang around the house or take local road trips for holidays will be very different to those that want to be socialites like my grandmother and travel <laughs> the world. I think she's still got an overseas international uh, cruise booked for next year <laughs> very optimistic she's she's got it all she's gonna she's gonna go through um i think the 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 baltic sea she's oh, you know wow. bit, Sit so on the, here. i want to so, know i want to be best friends with your grandma <laughs> she sounds great no offense chris but she sounds great i know right I'll, I'll, I'll connect you up um, but yeah and, and so that's one one thing the you know how much do i need which differs for everyone mm -hmm. depending on what they want to do and how long will it last um and sometimes knowing what your retirement lifestyle will cost is the most empowering thing and the first step to um, to take to figure all of that out. Yeah, look, that that's a, a, such a great answer. And I think when I think about it, I think, of course, they're the, it's the complete obvious questions. Now, given this current state of everything, are there some things that we should be thinking about now that might help us on the other side of this? Yeah, um, do you want me to start with yeah. that one, Chris? Um, so I, I think everyone, I don't care how old you are, I don't care whether you're 20, 30, 60 or 70, um, everyone needs to 
revisit their investment strategy. And what I mean by that is actually take the time to have a look at how your money is invested, whether it's inside super or not. Um, and I'm not, this is not just confined to superannuation. I'm talking about any investments that you have. Um, actually break it down. How much, how much of my overall wealth is what we call defensive. So, you know, how much cash do I have or term deposits do I have compared to the rest of my money? You know, what percentage of my money is um, in growth assets, so therefore affected by the share market? Now, obviously, this, I'm very, this is a very big generalisation, but, you know, the younger we are, um, the more we tend to have in that in those growth assets and that's okay because we've got time on our side to recoup any losses but particularly now in this current environment um, and obviously more so for people who are planning on retirement or entering retirement it really is imperative that you revisit um, yeah that in, that investment strategy to well, do I need to start reducing how much I've got exposed to growth is it time for me to start you know, trying to preserve that capital a little bit more. You don't want to go the other way though either. You know, unfortunately, this is the other problem we're facing now on top of the pandemic and the, um, and the effect it's having on our um, share market. The other problem that retirees are facing is the low interest rates. So they're not getting any money back on their term deposits anymore like they were two, two five, ten years ago, you know? Yeah. Um, so they're getting hit both ways. Um, so you know, we've, we've got to factor all that in. Factor in, as I mentioned before, factor in how much money do I actually need? Can I be, you know, curbing my spending a little bit? And as you mentioned before, we're actually, um, I've actually saved money as a household um, in the last few months because we've been forced, you know, particularly during lockdown, we weren't like, we were, couldn't go anywhere. Um, so my, our spending as a family has, has reduced. Um, so the question is, well, what am I doing with that money instead? So this mm. is obviously, I'm not a retiree, but this is something else for people to be considering. For, pe for the money that I've been forced to save because I can't spend it, um, you know, what, is it, what else could I be doing with that? Do I have debt to pay down, you know, as in non-deductible debt? Do I have credit cards that need paying off? You know, I, I, think, I think this is a really good time to actually, retiree or not, I think it's a great time to actually have a look at your your overall situation, you know, can I be reducing my debt? Is, have I got, you know, and I've, I, bang about, I bang on about this all the time, but do I have a current will? I, I know it's boring. You don't want to think about these things, but it's all really relevant. Um, and my insurance is up to date. Is my family protected if I, you know, um, if I can't work due to sickness or injury, for example. So all these yeah. things are still relevant, whether it's... Um, but pandemic. almost, look, to be honest, particularly um, as we get into those older age groups, they are not only, they're even more relevant. Absolutely. But now's actually the perfect time to be doing all of those things. Yeah. You know, and you don't ever want to face mortality, but realistically, we have to think to ourselves, could I potentially be impacted by what's going on around me? And yeah. if that's the case, is everything in order so that my family's going to be okay? That's exactly right, Roxy. Yeah. Yep. Chris, is there anything you'd like to add to that? Any sort of advice you might have? Um, obviously very general, but, you know, that we should be thinking about? Yeah, I think just touching on Sam's point about, especially looking at um, 
your debt as you go into retirement and how that affects you too. And I was looking at just before this, um, a report that um, it was done by AMP and Natsum um, that found that nearly four out of five um, people aged in between 50 and 65 have household debt. And, um, you know, that's one thing that you really have to think about as you go into retirement and you're planning for um, your retirement is how, what do you do with that? Um, And because Ultimately, if you still have um, liabilities in retirement and you still have debt repayments, that really uh, quite sometimes quite significantly impacts your cost of living um, mm-hmm. and, and does restrict a lot of the social activities and hobbies and all the travel uh, that you might want to do. Um, so putting that into place, um, thinking about that before you get to the, you know before you get to the door of retirement um thinking about that within uh maybe the the five to ten years prior to that to put a plan in place to pay that that down especially if it is as sam mentioned uh non-deductible debt like your mortgage mm. look all of this has just been fantastic a great conversation great for somebody like me in my mid-50s but also i think there's something in this for absolutely everybody we all need to think more about looking after ourselves as we get older and that's whether you're chris's age who's a little Mm -hmm. bit younger than the rest of us or sam's age or my age or even older so guys thank you so much samantha butcher um head of canny advisory and also chris graham your very able assistant and uh you know fellow um advisory guy look thank (laughs) you so much for all of that great conversation today I have a sense this is a kind of conversation a lot of people should be having now. Yes. I, I hope that they do. Yes, I hope they do too. It's more important than ever. Yeah. Now, if you'd like to, um, any more information, just check the show notes, of course, for this podcast. Canny Chatables, episode number 10. We finally got Sam on and we got Chris <laughs> on. Uh, we'll get you guys on again soon. It's been such a delight speaking to you both. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Roxy. Thanks, Roxy.